So I started our way to six and a half years ago and and with the idea that we have amazing talent in this country that we're not using properly, especially entrepreneurial talent, and we need a new model to invest in talent. Um, and we've evolved into a business which basically whether you're a spuzzle shop owner or a black industrialist or anything in between, as long as you have the talent and ambition to improve your life through entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. our way to wants to invest in you. So we're an SME investment company that invests across the board. Why take the investment route? So first of all, I'm an entrepreneur, right? I didn't want to start a business where I get a salary from government and then I hand out money to entrepreneurs and say, good luck to you, you take risk. So our whole model has always been, we'll partner with you as entrepreneurs, we'll take equity. So that's very important. I mean, the big program we're running at the moment is a program where we're looking to invest between 500,000 and 5 million rand in early stage entrepreneurs who are looking for that kind of capital. But we don't put it in as debt, we put it in as equity on purpose Mm. because we want to partner, we want to be incentivized to grow the business with the entrepreneur and not just to get our money back. Now what did it take for you to start up? I grew up in Joburg and then I went to study abroad. I went to study at Harvard and Oxford and I worked on Wall Street. So I I became convinced that we had that kind of talent that I saw at those institutions in South Africa and I wanted to partner with people who had that talent but didn't have opportunity because I felt like I could access opportunity because of those uh, the privileges that I'd been given, basically, right? So I came back with 60,000 Rand. It was my last, uh, my last savings from my investment banking job. Mm-hmm. Moved back in with my parents. Um, didn't take a salary for the first two years and thereafter. I think still I made more money at the investment bank when I was 22 than I make today. Sure. Um, but that's <laughs> totally fine because what we've built is what really matters. Yeah. And we've built a business which now has about 200 million Rand under management to invest in the entrepreneur's who seek to improve their life through entrepreneurship and have the talent to make that happen. Um, and, and I think we're on the verge of real impact here in Johannesburg. We, wanna, we want to create a society, basically use entrepreneurship to create the society we all want to live in. And for us, that means every entrepreneur who has it in them to take on resources and to grow businesses should be able to get those resources. So that's really the mission that we've undertaken. And we want to do that across the country. We're only in Joburg now, but we want to do that across the country. Where do you think the holes are in the current state of SME entrepreneurship in South Africa? Yeah, so I'd say two things. The ecosystem isn't perfect, right? I mean, but the IDC did a study saying that we're spending 35 billion rand a year as a society on black entrepreneurship development. Mm. 35 billion rand a year. That's a lot of money. That's more than just about any other economy in the world is doing. Um, And yet, why are we not seeing more successes? So something isn't working, right? But it's not that there's not money. There is money, um, and we need to make, we need to, so for example, I think the funders are using slightly wrong models. Mm-hmm. They're using first world models, developed economy models to assess early stage risk. And that's where to comes in. So we take the early stage risk, we use different ways of assessing. You know, if an entrepreneur is only operating for three months, and they've got certain proof points, but they don't have uh, three years of audited financials, collateral, da 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 So then they won't get money from funders. So we take that risk. So there are things in the ecosystem that must be done, and I think that's a big piece that we're trying to solve for ourselves. But the bigger thing, I think, is entrepreneurs now have to step up. Mm. Because if you're really good as an entrepreneur, you can solve that problem. The problem I just described, you'll just go talk to the fund and explain. Listen, I understand this is your template, but let me show you why this is such a good opportunity for you, because the funders want to fund. That's something I've seen universally. Every funder that I talk to, the banks government, etc. They all want to fund and they want to find talented black entrepreneurs. Mm. They're struggling to find those entrepreneurs. And so we have to take that responsibility on our shoulders as entrepreneurs to say, okay, let's, the point of entrepreneurship is we solve problems. So if we see a problem in the ecosystem, let's fix it ourselves, not complain that it's not fixed. Yeah. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say that would be my focus is we need to, as entrepreneurs, 
fix the problems ourselves in the ecosystem because the resources are there. Now tell us about some of the success stories that you've worked with. Um, so my uh, one of the earliest entrepreneurs that when we first started, we, we I worked with six entrepreneurs, um, including an entrepreneur by the name of Lasika Matlow. Okay. Um, who heard me on the radio when we first started and moved from Northwest, a village called Mokhalaneng, yeah. to come to Joburg to, because he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He heard me say we were looking for world-class entrepreneurial talent. He said, I'm not really sure what that means, but I know that I think I have a lot in me as an entrepreneur. Um, and this week, so he's got a business called Exer Tours. Uh, he's been running that for about three years. Um, and this just last night, there's a, there's a huge conference of international um social entrepreneurs visiting that I'm a part of. It's called Echo and Green. And he's running that entire show. Uh, he's employed, I think, on average about five people over the last three years. Mm. Um, and so the, a little sort of anecdote about his his success and what it means on a small scale and what our work is trying to achieve. When he moved here, his dad, his whole family, all his friends are all in mining in Northwest, right? Yeah. And his dad told him, you... That's you don't go and do business what you're doing that's not what a man does a man goes to the mines two years later his dad asked him if his little brother can come and live with him in Joburg so that he can learn about entrepreneurship you know and that's that's really what I went is trying to achieve is those kind of role models and success stories and that's uh, Lasika is my partner we've been together for a really long time but uh, more recent success stories uh, Tumi Pake came from private banking at RMB. Mm-hmm. He's now uh, 18 months ago. He started a wellness business. He's now employing about 30 people. That's He's amazing. got gyms at SAB, Barclays, etc. Temba Kumalo, working on the East Rand, was doing hand pressed bricks when he heard a, a radio interview with Awetu. Mm-hmm. He's now got a contract for six million rand and offtake agreement. To, he's got a auto, fully automated plant employing about 20 people. Wow. Um, so we've got. Awetu is now incubated or partnered with about 900 entrepreneurs Mm. um, and created about 600 jobs. Um, And so there's lots of small success stories. But the point of Awetu is not, we're not trying to make the next Facebook. It would be nice if we make Facebook. (laughs) But it's it's small stuff, right? Like 20, 30 employees, Mm. that's going to move the dial in the economy if we have thousands of those entrepreneurs. So that's what we're trying to do. How would you then advise anyone? looking to start a business. Of course, there are fears of funding, there are fears of failure, there are fears of how do I really get out of formal employment for some people and start up. Mm. I'd say start. That's the first thing is that everyone, I think, this, everyone imagines that you go from formal employment, or a lot of people imagine it goes formal employment to I have a business which is registered, I have an office, I have staff, I have this. Yeah. That's not, it's not one and two. It's one and then you go, 1.1, So go True. and test your idea. Go and get the product. Try to sell it to, to customers. So that's what we ask for at our to. Mm. We actually don't even, you don't have to have left formal employment. Just go after work and go and test your idea. Show us that customers want it. That's what we want. We'll take the risk with you if you show us that customers want it, but we're not interested in just investing. You walk off the street and say, I've got an idea. Ideas are cheap. Mm. You've got to go and show us that customers want it. So I'd say if you're really interested in starting a business, apply to Awetu because we're looking, we've got 25 million bucks to spend in the next uh, few months. Um, and you've got to just come on our website, awetuproject.co.za, um, and go through to the apply section. And the biggest mistake you would say in entrepreneurship? The, the biggest mistake? Hmm, that's a, tr- that's a tricky <laughs> one. Can I say maybe what I think is under someone's control? Mm. The things that are, I think you, can't, you shouldn't worry about things that you can't control. So what you can control is how much effort you put in 
and how intentional you are about your own development and your business's development, right? So whether you are the smartest guy in the world or not that smart, for example, that's not under your control. What you can control is how much effort you put in on a day-to-day basis. So that's number one, you have to just put in everything. Number two, be thoughtful about how you develop yourself and how you develop your business. If you think you're not the smartest person in the world, go find somebody who's really smart and get their advice. If you think you're not creative, go get a creative person. If your business is not making money, go talk to people, think about why is it not making money and pivot it, right? You can't just keep doing the same thing. I'm putting in so much effort, I work 100 hours a week, but I'm not making money, well then, think about it, right? Mm. So those three things, I think just working as hard as you can to maximize your what ability you have, being intentional about your own development and being intentional about your business's development. If you do those three things, I think you'll avoid many of the general mistakes entrepreneurs make. Lastly, where to for our two project? What can we expect in the near future? So we we want to invest in, by 2020, 70,000 South African entrepreneurs because we think that'll get us to that vision of a country in which every entrepreneur who has what it takes and wants to take opportunity uh, can get opportunity. That's where you got to be, right? You can't account for people who don't want opportunity. There's a lot of people in South Africa who just sit on the sidelines and talk, mm. but don't act. I want to say that I were to contribute to a society in which anybody who wanted to act and had the ability to act could act, because that to me is a fair society. Can't account for the people who don't want to act. That was Yusuf Randera Rees, co-founder of the Awetu Project in this week's SME feature.